one big reason people aren't getting clients is because they're trying to get them where they don't have enough demand. When you're a new band, you play small bars. You don't sell out Madison Square Garden. It doesn't work that way. You don't have that level of demand. Hey, podcast people, welcome to Podcast Growth University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. Over the last five years and thousand episodes that I have been on, I have learned a lot about podcasting, what to do, what not to do, and the common mistakes that people, including myself, have made. This weekly podcast is focused on helping you grow, scale, and monetize your show. Every single episode will be focused on that. Let's do it. Podcast Growth Nation, welcome back to another episode of Podcast Growth University, where we talk all things podcasting all the time. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode. It was episode number 66, three questions early podcasters need to ask themselves. Today for episode number 67, one big reason you're not getting clients. I have a new chair, very excited. I also have glasses because I'm blind in one eye and for a long time I, I had contacts back in the day and then I get rid of them and my wife suggested I should get glasses so I can see so here we are the lighting might look a little bit different because I'm trying to figure that out with the glasses so if you're listening all of that was useless information and I do apologize all right one big reason you're not getting clients so many of us we start podcasts because yes we want to impact people Maybe you want to build a brand. Maybe you want to meet interesting people. Maybe you have friends that you want to podcast with. But I do believe most of us would have some sort of goal to make money. Maybe it seems like a pipe dream. Maybe it's why you started in the first place. When I started, that was not the goal. But when I left my job, that became the number one goal because I had to pay the bills. And for many of us, one of the ways we're going to make money is by coaching people. And even if I said, let's not, let's not even go down that route. We'll just say making money by serving our audience at a deeper level. Today's episode will still apply to that. So one big reason you're not getting clients. I was talking to one of my clients recently, and this is a common conversation I've had. So one of the thoughts that people have is that let's say you're a, a fitness coach or a nutrition coach that having a three month program, a six month program and a 12 month program is the best way to set up your coaching. I wouldn't argue that. I think those are all really, really good packages. And especially as a fitness or a nutrition coach, you need time with a client to facilitate a certain level of results. So they stay with you or they come back. And I asked one of my clients who I believe listens to this podcast. So shout out to you, my friend, if you are listening. I asked, do you think it would serve you if instead of having a three-month, six-month, six-month, one-year package, you had week-to-week packages where someone could sign up for a week and if they like what they got, they'd come back the next week. And then you could just rinse and repeat that for a longer period of time. I had the same conversation with another group of fitness coaches. There's two, two of them, two amazing uh, women. And I said the same thing to them. I said, well, you're running a group every three months. So you can only do four groups a month. 
if you put that time, energy, effort, and focus into getting one-on-one clients that paid every week, would you make more money? And we crunched the numbers. And I believe if they both had 10 clients that paid them on a weekly basis, they would make twice the amount of money. Now, is there more work involved? Yes, there's a lot of there's a lot more work when you're working one-on-one with people. Okay, here's the here's the big thought in this episode. The barrier to entry might be too high to get clients with your current offers. So if you're a if you're a self-improvement coach, let's say you're a mindset coach and you have a podcast about mindset and peak performance and self-improvement very similar to what we have and you only have a three-month package, a six-month package, and a 12-month package, and the only way you're going to work with me is if you sign up for one of those three things. My thought was always, I believe somebody is more likely to work with me on a week-to-week basis than signing up for three months because the barrier to entry is a little bit lower. So at this point, between podcast coaching and then mindset, fitness, relationship coaching in the past... I don't know how many, I have probably 2,000 to 3,000 coaching sessions I've done. And the most we have ever done for someone to sign up is month to month. So when you work with us at Next Level Podcast Solutions, it's a month to month basis. There's no long-term contract. If you sign up for a month and you don't want to continue at the end of the month, you're good, right? There's no contract that says you have to stay around for a year or three months or whatever. I'm convinced that if I had a year package that was $6,000, not a lot of people would sign up for that, but the month-to-month works really well. That month-to-month came from the fact that in the beginning, Alan and I, we would do week-to-week coaching. So all the clients I had in the past, it was just pay-as-you-go. Alan still does that, where he has clients that that, that work with him weekly, so he coaches them four times a month, bi-weekly, monthly. But there is no package. You don't have to sign up for X amount of time. And I'm convinced that is what has allowed us to get the amount of clients and the amount of revenue we have in the business. Now, here's the thought behind this. Two thoughts. The fitness clients, they have a really good point where they say, I can't get somebody results in a week. 100%, for sure. For sure. But you might be able to get someone to to sign up for you for a week and then get them to come back for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And then maybe they'll say, you know what, at this point, it just makes sense to sign up for a three month package because it ends up being a little bit cheaper. That person may never have signed up for the three month package initially, but since they did the week to week and they got to know you and they like you and they trust you now, maybe they will. So it's almost a game. It's a numbers game. If five people had the opportunity to work with you, and three of them said no because we had to sign up for too long of a package. If you offer them week to week, would they sign up? And then would they end up doing the longer package? Right? So that's that's thought one. The thought two behind this is no matter what, someone always takes the risk. So either the consumer slash client takes the risk or the creator slash business owner. So hypothetically... I am taking a lot of risk by not having a contract with podcast clients, right? You could, we could help you launch your show. We could edit the first four episodes. And then at the end, you might say, you know what? I'm going to go somewhere else. Or I'm just going to do this by myself. 
There's nothing stopping you from doing that other than the fact that we can deliver a high quality product, right? That's always the goal. On the other end, if I asked you to sign up for six months, you're the one taking the risk because it's a lot more money up front, potentially, unless there's payment plans. And you don't really know what you're getting into for the next six months. That really is the big idea in this episode. One reason, and potentially a big reason why you might not be getting clients if that's your goal, is the offer you have is set up more for you than it is the clients. Now again, the three-month package for a fitness coach is not necessarily set up for them. It's set up to help their clients get results. So I'm not, I'm not making that wrong. I think that's a great way to do it. I just wonder if it's not serving a need that could be met with week-to-week coaching that may lead to three-month, six-month, one-year packages, whatever it may be. So ask yourself that question. If you're putting the coaching hat on after you drop your podcast episodes, do you think the barrier to entry is too high? And all the barrier to entry is, is how high do you have to jump to get into this coaching program? When we first started doing group coaching, so we've done 11, 11 rounds of group coaching, and that actually is three months. So we do have a three-month thing, but it's not, a, it's not the biggest piece of our business. But in the beginning, the barrier to entry was way too high. You had to fill out a form, and there was a questionnaire, and there was all this stuff. And then eventually we said, honestly, I think the barrier to entry is too high, and I think we're scaring people away. And when we removed that, it got easier to fill the group. And I don't think that's a coincidence. So the barrier to entry doesn't necessarily mean pricing. It could mean a lot of different things. But for you, that's a really important question to ask. Because it doesn't mean your offer is not right. It doesn't mean you're not valuable. It could mean that maybe the offer isn't right for that person at this time. What's going on, guys? My name is Austin, and I've been working with Kevin for a few months now. If there's one thing that I find super valuable is his expertise on how to position the podcast to the right audience and fit the content into the overall business plan. And frankly, when we work together, he challenges me a lot. There were some tough conversations that he initiated with me so that I can really grow in the business. Besides the coaching part, the editing team does amazing work with editing and show notes and staying on top of all communications. Overall, my experience working with Kevin has really been top-notch. Now, here's the other thing too. I think we talked about this a little bit, but I, I really think it connects nicely to this. I've had clients who say, it's really hard for me to get one-on-one clients. What I'm going to do is I'm going to have a course. And I always say, I understand that probably makes logical sense to you. That it's really hard for me to get one-on-one clients, but let me, let me do a course and I'll actually get more clients that way. When in reality, getting a one-on-one client for, let's say, $150 an hour is probably easier, it's at least as easy or maybe easier than getting 10 people to sign up for a $15 course. Now, $15 is very reasonable and very affordable, so maybe those numbers don't line up, but if you're selling like a $97 course, it's going to be easier to get a $97 coaching session, especially in the beginning. So another reason maybe that if you're trying that approach or you want to try that approach eventually, you're not getting 
course clients or membership clients is because you just don't have the demand yet. If you think of it this way, let's say I have a hundred clients who want to pay me $200 an hour. Let's just say that when I have the opportunity to get a new client. So let's say the 101st client, what I'm going to do is say from now on, I'm only accepting clients at $250 an hour because I have the demand. If they say no, it doesn't matter. I still have a hundred clients who pay me $200 a call, but that's how you scale. You get demand that feeds your current supply. So I only have spots for a hundred people. I charge $200 an hour. Now I have a 101st person who wants to come in and take one of my $100 spots. I am going to say that's actually going to be $250 an hour. And then what I would do is go through my current coaching clients and say, look, the demand of my time is way higher. I have to raise the price to $250 an hour. And anybody who said, you know what? I love you. And it's been, it's been awesome, but I don't want to pay that. They'd probably end up leaving. And then that $250 client would replace them. So the whole, if, if you didn't understand all that, no worries, you don't have to. The whole goal of that tangent is that one big reason people aren't getting clients is because they're trying to get them where they don't have enough demand. When you're a new band, you play small bars. You don't sell out Madison Square Garden. It doesn't work that way. You don't have that level of demand. I think of courses and membership sites and programs the same way where in the beginning you have to go one-on-one -on -one. you go get go get a client have a message have a message exchange have a free call have a breakthrough session whatever it is and then maybe that person will want to work with you it's very hard to get 10 people to sign up for something if it's if you're struggling to get one person to sign up for something that's more valuable so here's the the last tangent on this one-on-one -on -one is always going to be the most valuable because it's the least scalable. So right now with this podcast episode, I have the ability to touch thousands of lives because I do this episode once I throw it up and it stays there forever. Right? So last, what was it yesterday, two days ago, two or three days ago, we had 3000 downloads for next level university. And many of those downloads, those listens were on old episodes that are just living there. We haven't done anything with them in a year. They're just living and they're getting listens. That's because we have demand. But if you are struggling to find one person to work with you, the answer probably isn't saying, let me, let me create a course that I can give out to a thousand people because we don't have a thousand people yet. We have one person or we have five people or we have 10 people who might not find enough value in the course. So that's, I lost my train of thought, but that's where I was trying to go with this episode. This episode hopefully will be very valuable, but it's not as valuable as a coaching session, but I can do this one episode and touch thousands of lives or I can do one coaching session and touch one live, one life. That coaching session is always going to be more valuable than the podcast, but it also has to be priced accordingly. But if nobody wants to, if I have five people who want to work with me one-on-one -on -one as clients, I'm not going to be able to create a course that gets 50 people to download it most likely. 
So that's just a common mistake I've seen. So what I always suggest is we start with one-on-one coaching, one-on-one mentoring, one-on-one support, whatever you want to consider it. And then you can figure out through there where you have the demand and then you can do group coaching. Then you can do a course, whatever it may be. So hopefully that all made sense. I know I was kind of all over the place there because I'm trying to make, I'm trying to make sure everything lands, but this also isn't something that you might not be there yet. Maybe you're not at the place where you're focused on clients or courses or memberships or something like that, but this is really good data to have. And it's a really good lesson to learn, even if you're not ready to practice it yet. The supply and demand thing that maybe many of us learned when we were in high school or college, I didn't go to college, so I didn't learn it there. But that's one thing that a lot of podcasters are missing. They assume that when they start a podcast, there's going to be demand. That's not true. The podcast is not going to grow itself. It's your job to grow it. And then they also might think to themselves, well, this podcast is going to make money eventually. It can make money, but it makes money by you creating demand and then supplying the demand and then rinse and repeating that process until the point where you can monetize it. So again, hopefully all that, all of that made sense. If not, and you have questions on it, please reach out. My handle on Instagram is at never quit kid. I am always a message away, but that is the, that is the big reason. The big reason for many of us that we're not getting more clients, we're not getting our first client, maybe the barrier to entry is too high. That could be one. Number two, we don't have the demand for the level of product that we're creating. I think that would be a really good way to to think about it. I've had a lot of clients ask me, should I do merchandise? Sweatshirts, keychains, mouse pads, coffee mugs as a form of revenue. And I usually say in the beginning, that's probably going to be a waste of time because let's say right now you have a thousand downloads, a thousand listens in your podcast, and you're averaging 25 listens per episode. The odds of you selling 25 coffee mugs to every single person that's listening to this episode is much lower than the odds of you going and getting one person that listens to the show as a client. So let's say you charge $97, hypothetically. One client equals $97 an hour. Versus 25 coffee mugs at $3 per, and you're probably only making $2, you make $50. But that's one time, right? Most people aren't going to need more than one coffee mug. And that's pretty much all the people. So unless you have something else for them to buy, they're not going to do it. The, the conversion rate of that is very high. If you have 25 people listening, 25 of them are not going to buy something. But one might, and that's why we should do the thing that is the most valuable and also brings the most revenue, which would be coaching. So hopefully that lands. I want to wrap it up with a bow, even if the bow is untied a little bit. As always, if you are listening to this, and you feel stuck, maybe you want to talk about monetizing, maybe you want help with coaching, how do I find clients, what messages do I send, whatever it may be, I am always going to be offering a free 30-minute podcast breakthrough session. The link will be in the show notes. I I can't say I always will be because eventually when we're a thousand episodes into this show, I, I might not have time, but we'll see. So if you are interested, please reach out. I promise I'm not going to sell you on anything. My goal is to add value. And again, 
if this podcast is valuable, I'm telling you, being behind the scenes with the specifics of your podcast, your goals, your strengths, your weaknesses is way more valuable than this podcast is going to be. To Not tomorrow, next week. Next week for episode number 68, five of the biggest lessons from guesting on over 700 other podcasts. I've been on many other shows and I have taken so many lessons from all of these experiences. I want to share all of these lessons with you because that is the goal. The goal is to coach as much as possible, go on other shows, experience podcasting so I can share the lessons with you so you don't necessarily have to spend all the time slash failures slash mistakes learning them yourself. So that will be next episode. As always, keep on crushing it. I hope the listens are trending in the right direction. I hope the microphone is sounding great on your end. I hope you're feeling more comfortable in front of the camera, in front of the microphone, and I hope the podcast journey is going well. I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Growth University. If you found value in this episode, please take a couple of seconds and leave a review in the link below. And you can always reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at neverquitkid. I am happy to answer any and all questions you have. We'll talk to you on the next episode. 